following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. I don't know, Dave G. I don't know which is wilder. NFL today, MLB today. Oh boy. The Avalanche hitting a trade, which for, okay, semi-hockey fan here, it just is notable. Or a coaching carousel that is spinning with the NCAA tournament upon us. It just doesn't, it really changes the idea that this time of year sucks <laughs> for sports. Like, this is awesome. And you know what? I know nothing about the Avalanche. I mean, my twi- I'm still like, oh my god, they the, trade? Yeah, the Twitter app is smoking. It is. You know, phone just overheating. These these guys, the, the ESPN and... And I'm not even Adam Schefter. Yeah. All these guys, the insiders, the NFL and MLB insiders plus college basketball guys are working overtime. We will uh, set the stage for tonight's NCAA tournament games. And for good measure, I will get you caught up as well on your TV times for the Big 12 teams in the tournament. I have it all picked out. Surprisingly, only two games on Thursday involving Big 12 teams. Four on Friday. Wow. I was really thrown by that. And, oh, one of them on Thursday is the latest game on the schedule. <laughs> Jayhawk fans, you're going to be up late. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we will get to that as we continue. But I wanted to get some thoughts from Dave G. We had a great conversation yesterday afternoon, of course, with Wyatt Thompson, the voice of the Wildcats, joining us for the two hours on Wildcat Insider. And our second hour topic was, as it should be, the coaching change and the coaching carousel now spinning exactly where it should land. Your guess is as good as mine at this point, because there are so many things that are being thrown out by fans, but how many of them really have staying power? Brad Underwood continues to be the the desire. Yeah, the Bell of the ball, as they say. That's, that's the one. good way of putting it. Uh-huh, that's the guy. Of course, everything was thrown a kink yesterday with Frank Martin being fired at South Carolina, even though, by the way, our guy Tim Fitzgerald over at Go Powercat did have noted that, you know, there was... That was kind of an expected move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His um, seat had been hot for a while. Really? You really have to work... To have an overall record in 10 years that is 25 games over 500 overall and still be 20 games under 500 in league play. It's weird. In the same time frame. Uh, yeah. And then, like, the one Final Four, I saw mm-hmm. somebody say, he did it with the other guys' players. And I go, the other guys' players included two guys off the football team. Right. So I would say, bravo to Frank Martin for getting it. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, it's odd to have that Final Four so early. Yes. Final Four appearance. And we talk about Bruce Weber's Elite Eight. Like, that buys him mm-hmm. all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. So what is a Final Four Appearance gets you then. You know, well, ten, I guess nine year or it, eight it, years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it bought him a little extra time, but sure. 
that that road has come to an end. But yeah. of course, that immediately then gets K State fans buzzing. And who you know when when people say sources say <laughs> Frank Martin would 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 welcome a chance to come back. It's like. Frank Martin's agent. We should just put yeah. that in. <laughs> right? I mean, it, as I said yesterday to Wyatt, the fact of the matter is is that all of these conversations, whether it is the search group, the, the organization hired to conduct the search at a university, or the agents, yeah. it, it's all plausible deniability right, is right. what it comes down to. Right. Everybody knows what the game is. Sure. That, yes, there are some athletic directors who will make the direct contact to the agents themselves, but in many ways, it's a firm, a firm and a firm, uh-huh. if you really get sure. down to it. Sure. Uh, it's lawyers and lawyers. Right. And because that's how you bang out the Man, I'm in the contract. wrong business. I know. Yeah, I, I know. keep, well, I keep getting reminded when I see my brother. He's an, an employment lawyer. Oh, man. Oh, boy. And so that's his gig. Picking out the right people. Oh, one of these times I'll have to tell you the story. Oh, boy. Of my brother and involvement in all of the fun that occurred at Kansas over the last few years. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) As my niece put it, it's a good thing I didn't have any scholarship money from there. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about, Troy? I don't get it, man. (laughs) Oh, you know... It's it's really also one of those things I wanted to talk about with the coaching search kind of thing um, and throwing out, just kind of throwing out names. At this it, point, and that's all it really amounts to, isn't it? really all it is, and, and wishful thinking. And yeah. We don't know what direction, but I can tell you with the Frank Martin thing, the last time that he was here and he was employed at K-State – he made a famous appearance on CBS's March Madness show. Mm-hmm. Remember and it well. Basically, called his boss out and said, "Hey, they don't do that at other schools. At big mm-hmm. schools, they let stuff like this slide." So I think it's fair to say he's probably not on the short list. Uh, <laughs> that said, that athletic director is no longer here. John Curry, thankfully. Kaput gone. See ya. It's just this guy, you know, Gene Taylor seems to be on the same page of, I'm not going to put our foot to okay. fire, you know? I, I, I get your point. I can say this much. I, and, and, and this is from inside of programs from what I know at this point. And that is that Gene Taylor isn't going around to the trash cans anywhere inside of the <laughs> athletic administration building or anywhere near the team built team offices uh, or any of that looking for receipts. No, he's not. He's not keeping receipts like my wife does. No, like John Curry did. <laughs> like John Curry did, yeah. That's yeah. the part of it, yeah. Yeah, that's the part that really... It just stinks, man. I, I uh, man, now we're going back to that, and, and that whole situation just, gah! I hate that. Here's the here's the thing, and and Brandon Peoples and I talked about it briefly this morning, and what it did to me was bring up one word: comfort. We look back at the past, Frank, Brad. Nothing against them. I'm just pointing this out. 
we look back at the past and we have a comfort level there. Yeah. Just as I look back at, you know, certain number of things that date back, you know, say three years. There's a comfort level there for me. Those things aren't happening no. again. No, no. Those things aren't happening again. Right. That that Oh, that was a great time. Forgetting, you know, never mind the BS that I was putting up with at another end of the spectrum right. that most people didn't know about because I was the good soldier and kept my mouth shut. Um, but there was a comfort level there. Well, that comfort level's gone. Yeah. And you don't go back to that comfort level. No. And, and you know, with Frank, you had Brad as the top right. lieutenant, the, the capo. And then then you have Matt Figger was there, and then Delonte Hill was there. And there's a whole host of other people that were there that created that culture. That's a great point. And, and created a whole program. And now it'll just be one guy back. And to expect one guy to recreate everything that everyone else threw in on is unfair. That is a tremendous point because it isn't a one-man show. No. As much as we talk about it, because a coach has to rely on his assistants to do a lot of the game prep, recruit, add in practice, the teaching aspect of it. You know, honestly, you can take a look at the South Carolina situation and take a look at when things began to fade a bit for Frank. Right. Brad left. Mm -hmm. Don't necessarily say that that's all on Brad leaving. No. No. But Brad left. Tone changed a little. Frank didn't have a guy that could replace Brad the way that he needed it. Right. You know, it's 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 hiring. It's sometimes catching lightning in a bottle. It, and and they did. Yep. They caught it. And they caught it a couple times over because in the wake of Michael Beasley and Bill Walker and almost what I learned was almost had OJ Mayo on the same basketball <laughs> team. I didn't know that. I remember that. Um, after that, you have this connection, the pipeline through Delonte Hill for the um, the AAU program, the DC Assault, and mm-hmm. you have, a, I mean, a who's who after that for K-State basketball, and that dries up. Interestingly, a name that has been thrown out, and, and Wyatt brought up the great point yesterday to think outside the box a little. Some folks in thinking that through, and it was a name that I heard mentioned briefly last week, Mark Turgeon. Speaking of Delonte West, uh, yeah, 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 you know because where did Delonte go after he left K State? Maryland, exactly. Yeah, and 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 it's like um, they were perennially a solid top twenty-five mm-hmm. in the tournament mm-hmm. all the time kind of team, and he, I just think he ran out of gas. I think Mark Turgeon ran out of gas, and is it? I mean, is it? Too much for K State to to know. Mark Turgeon is a Jayhawk. I mean, is that too much for us? This to... is the same fan base that had some people mentioning Tad Boyle ten years ago, right? When Frank right. left, that's true. So you know, you know? Uh, it, 
at this point, I, as much as anything, that's looking at a successful coach. It is. And wanting to bring him in. Right. And I know there's a lot of people like, I'll take anybody that's going to get us a winning program. It's a great point. And that's another thing with me and some of the guys who are maybe on the younger end. Um, how many of these guys are going to walk in and be like – dumbstruck when they go into Allen Fieldhouse. Oh. How many guys are going to just be like, there's Bill Self. I mean, when you look at the numbers, regardless of how he got them, if you look at the numbers, it's, I mean, dominant mm-hmm. what, what he's done. And I, 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 I need, as a fan, I need a guy who's going to go, I don't give a, you know, mm-hmm. I don't care. That is That is helped out in the fact that Coaches at, at the mid-major level do have that experience of going into those places to play money games. That's true. That's true. In my time at Northern Colorado, we had two trips to KU. We had the trip here. Uh, oh, man, the list I could come up with, honestly. <laughs> yeah. um, because at the time that UNC was in the transition, like Bellarmine is in right now, the money games were what we had. It was 20 road games, 10 home games for two years consecutive. And, and the 20, not, e- not easy 20 games, right? 14 of a- them were money games. Oh, man. That's tough. I was going to ask you. We started a season in Syracuse. Oh. It took us 10 minutes to score a point. We were down 25 nothing. The year after their national title. Ugh. And they did they they yeah. I Thank think they God had, there was no Carmelo Anthony in the building. <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh my! But they didn't not have a decent team. You know, like they had mm-hmm. a pretty solid. squad. They still had a very solid squad. Um, I was gonna ask you. I forgot to ask you the Bellamar. That's how you say it, Bellamar. Bellarmine. Bellarmine, and and that they were in the same situation that <laughs> Northern Colorado was in a few years ago. This this is the situation as, as it plays out uh, for any team that elects to make a transition to Division One from Division Two, or even, as we saw it, Utah Valley University now, uh, when it began the transition, it began as a junior college <laughs> and moved up, and it took that they gave them seven years to do it. <laughs> it's a five-year process. Right. Your first year, you are basically a nebulous entity. You're not a Division Two program anymore. You're not a Division I program anymore. Your wins and losses against the specific teams of those classes do count for those teams. But you cannot make playoffs. As you go through the transition, then, you are predominantly playing Division I teams. You, however, are ineligible for the NCAA tournament. You are not getting any of the payouts. You're essentially playing as an independent it was at that point that, um, and you had a group of us, of schools, I say us, that made that move at that time. North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Northern Colorado all made that move at the same time from the Division II powerhouse that was known as the North Central Conference. Omaha since has moved to Division One out of there. The two Dakota schools themselves, not the states, but North Dakota and South Dakota both eventually made the move out of that conference. Uh, one that was in that conference that is investigating that move, Augustana in Sioux Falls, 
private school. They play their basketball, though, at the Sanford Pentagon, which is also the G League facility and is a beautiful facility. Nice. Um, so, you know, most of that conference at this point has already made, made the, move, the move, made the move to Division One. But at that time, you had those three schools, the Dakota States, Northern Colorado. Pan American was an independent at the time, out there wandering without a conference. Longwood, <laughs> who's in the NCAA tournament this year for the first time, was in that process. We played a home-and-home home with Longwood. Same year that we went to Syracuse. Oh. Um, trying to remember who else so, was in that group. We basically, you know, and, and, oh, Utah Valley, as I mentioned, we, we did what we could to try to put together a semblance of a postseason even or a league schedule <laughs> right. among each other. Right. But it was tough, yeah. especially when you're dealing with the travel aspect of it. And while, yes, you're getting paid money for the big names, um, you are also on their schedule. Sure. Which means that you were front-loaded November, December, and really were scratching to get games scheduled in January and February. Oof. That process essentially goes two years. The year before we could become an official member in Division One, the Big Sky Conference allowed Northern Colorado in. At the same time, the Summit allowed the two Dakota states in. In all three cases, they were not, however, while they were eligible and played in the conference regular season, they did not play in the tournament. Ooh. They were ineligible for the conference tournament. That's where the A-Sun screwed up. By allowing Bellarmine to be in the tournament, that's where they screwed it up. And now you have a school in there that in the like transition, right? And yeah, that wins that wins your conference title. Awful. Just uh, yeah, if if the the Atlantic Sun mismanaged that completely, yeah. uh -huh. completely. Um, but can you imagine the celebration when your program does finally get through the transition and you are in that conference? Because your schedule has just evened out. Yeah, yeah. Your calendar just finally maneuvered to where it you can relax. Right. I'm thinking about the guys that were seniors before, you know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like four years of nothing. Or if you you're in a you're in a coma, you're like, hey, we were a junior college when I went in. Yes. <laughs> you're yes. in the tournament now. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it's just it's wild. It's. Man excruciating for the student athletes that are there it's, that's weird and weird. it is and it is honestly a grinder for everybody involved yeah that that year starting at syracuse 33 takeoffs and landings in that season did they at least get to keep their miles like their their points <laughs> yeah I, I had i had my united card you're like yeah. listen man i'm not giving that up <sighs> yeah it in was the, in the plane when when you don't when when you're someone who doesn't travel a ton, you don't get it. But in and out, in and out, in and out of plane, up and down, up and down, up and down, it wears you out. We played in every time zone that year. <laughs> That's crazy. We went to Syracuse for crying out loud. We went to Edinburgh, Texas for crying out loud. North South, uh, your East would have been Syracuse, LMU on the West Coast. Oh my God! That's the type of year. I mean, literally, you are all over the map. 
We played at Texas Tech. Oh, no, the, the, one that, the one that really had us on a loop was played at Oklahoma, flew back into Denver, flew right back out to go to Albuquerque. Because we played at New Mexico. <laughs> this is the same place, right? Basically. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Where am I? Yeah, three, three days, three days, yeah. you know, window in there. It's but. like a traveling rock band. Like, where are we? <laughs> we're good. Hey, what's up? New Mexico. Boo. Yeah, right? Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also an experience I will never trade in for anything. True that. Yeah. As we continue on the game, we will get you your NCAA tournament game times, TV times for uh, the Big 12. Talk much more about the tournament coming up. Plus, yes, Mitch is out. We do have a song of the day today from the Coverdale selections. Big Steve, lighten up, dude. He looks mad today. Definitely not mad, though. Okay. He's actually got a voice today, so he's not mad. Oh, that's good. So he's, he's working on it. He can stay quiet, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're back in a moment on the game. Shared a little while ago to Twitter from the account called Pregame Empire. You can see the threat at Troy Coverdale on Twitter. They did a whole thread on real life jobs for the coaches in the NCAA tournament. Love it. By picture. <laughs> so for example, my guy at Wyoming, Jeff Linder, bug exterminating company owner. And it's like I I know it's doing them dirty. Yes. But it's like eh, it's not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. that bad. You know, like, it could Rick, be worse. Rick, Rick Barnes. Oh. TV evangelist? No, close. <laughs> uh, uh, children's book author. Ah, oh, God. Bill Self, sports bar owner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Brad. Okay, so Brad, to me, looks like he would be like a mafia enforcer kind of guy. You're not a far off personal injury lawyer. Oh, my so. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the connections there, I see. <laughs> uh, your first four TV schedule for tonight, speaking of my guy at Wyoming. Uh, Indiana and Wyoming are the late tip tonight at 810. Texas A&M Corpus Christi. There's the other one that was making the move at the time that Texas I couldn't A&M remember. Corpus, Corpus Christi. Got a little time on the beach in Corpus. Nice. Uh, they take on Texas Southern tonight. It's a heck of a long way for a Houston team and a Corpus Christi team to have to go play, but they're both in Dayton. Wahaha! Uh, that gets underway 540 tonight, and welcome to Where the Hell is My True TV Season. <laughs> Yeah, wait a minute. If you're a Hulu Live person, uh, I don't know. I'm scared. Help me. Oh, no. Oh, man. I I commented on this actually yesterday to Wyatt off mic. What's even going to be more amazing is the meltdown when we get to the Final Four in the championship because they're not on CBS this year. Oh, wow. Really? This is the year of the contract as they rotate it through that it's back to TBS for the Final Four and the championship. TBS mm-hmm. has the Final Four in the national championship. Mm-hmm. Good for them. TBS, amazing. Great job. But the, the point being is that everybody will melt down once <laughs> again, just as they did the last time, going, where the hell's my game? <laughs> 
sandwich. because it's so expected that it's on CBS <laughs> right. that they don't pay attention to what the terms of the contract really are. Yes, there's a rotational aspect of this setup because Turner was like, if you're going to utilize our money to help you beat ESPN at this and gain this contract, we want one. We we want some of this. Wow. So sandwiched in between eight straight hours of friends and eight straight hours of <laughs> Family Guy will be the, the, the final the, four. The, the national championship, championship game. Yeah. yeah. Well, now it's more like American Dad. Is it? Okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> I, I like watching sometimes TBS, but I'm like, they play the same stuff for nine straight hours. <laughs> that is true. It's like a healthy – like they started adding a little more Family Guy too, but okay. now it's mostly like friends, stuff like that. And then you have like the – animation section of the day which runs for like another like six seven hours which is just like a bunch of american dad a little family guy maybe some king of the hill and then they're done and you wonder why people are cable cutters (laughs) yeah honestly yeah really you know at that same point though with streaming services i'm starting to get back to sail the seas if you know what i mean Uh, like i'm I'm this close (laughs) i'm actually on the cable system for the moment because well i mean at this point, where are you going to watch the Royals otherwise? Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's re- true. bumming me out. That's really bumming me out that they can't figure something out for us streaming folks. You would hate what has happened in Denver. They're in their third season of not being able to watch. If you are on Comcast specifically, uh, you are not able to watch the Nuggets or the Avalanche. Ooh. Third straight season. Because they're in-house regional sports network that the that Stan Kroenke owns and is the owner of the Nuggets and the Avalanche, their in-house RSN isn't carried by Comcast. I mean, are we surprised it's Comcast? That's are we surprised crazy. it's Kroenke? <laughs> yeah. That's true. They're, you know, they're, that's why it's become such the fight. I mean, to the point that it's literally in court right now. Really? And they're working on, quote-unquote, mediation right now they're not working on anything come on (laughs) you have an mvp playing for the nuggets and nobody in the home market can can watch watch him him. you know it's like the pepsi center right how old do you think the uh, actually now ball arena okay which which is really hilarious in and of itself that's so weird ball arena is how old Uh, give or take 20 okay was public did they use public money to build that place some so it's like you owe limited me. <laughs> limited but some you owe me nuggets games the, the 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 one that the city built that really has people up in arms is coors field oh yeah okay yeah 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 that which which at the time i know was a big deal uh, when you go downtown Denver and you're right next to the stadium and you're eating in one of those wonderful restaurants there in Denver and you can see Coors Field off in the distance, it is beautiful. It is love it. It is. They have really turned that area around because at a time, oh, it you, was you did not want to be there. You did not want to be there, man. No, no, absolutely. And now it's a place you can walk around and have a good time. The last real concert I saw before the pandemic was the Billy Joel concert at Coors Field. Nice. So, you know, uh, we always made sure that we got in, well, tried to make sure that we got in for one game a year. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Because it is stellar. Unfortunately, now it's built up so much around there that you don't have the sunset view anymore. Right. And you, Beyond the left field wall. Right. And, and, and parking. Oh, is parking's a nightmare. 
<laughs> it's like, wait, where do you where do you park? Kansas? It's crazy. Uh, back to the yeah. tournament schedule for a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Since yeah. we got off track with TBS. Where's Mitch? Sorry, that was my bad. No, no that's good, all right. That's all right. Uh, first game involving a Big 12 team will be Thursday afternoon, 1 o'clock tip-off, TBS, Norfolk State versus Baylor. Then, that night, the Kansas Jayhawks get the true TV treatment. They are an 8.57 Central Time tip-off. Tip. At nine o'clock tip. Nine o'clock tip. Ooh, we. That's gonna be a late game. That's a late game, man. Friday. Montana State versus Texas Tech is a twelve forty-five on TNT. Virginia Tech versus Texas is a two thirty on TBS. Iowa State versus LSU is a six twenty on TBS. So you're back to back, without having to flip the station, and the late nighter. It's Horned Frogs After Dark. Oh, no. Taking on Seton Hall at 8.57 on True TV. The Horned Frogs. <laughs> I'm getting Horned Frogs late at night, baby. Do you know you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I'm getting uh, Horned Frogs. What? The TCU Horned Frogs are yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. All about the horny toads. We know. All right. It's uh, the game. Coming, coming back. Song of the day here on the game. It doesn't quite fit the Mitch Fortner format in that it did not reach number one. Ah, but he's not here to control this. He's sitting at home going, what? Yeah, Mitch, in your face, you sick little... Never mind. So I guess we could call this the not-so-number-one song of the day? (laughs) That would be correct. How about we call it the number two Song of the day. It hit number two. I will explain in a moment. Okay. Rockwell is 58 today. Wow. Brandon and I were discussing one-hit wonders earlier today because you had both he and Terrence Trent Darby on the birthday list today. Really? Wow. And so I wanted to make sure we honored both. Absolutely. Accordingly. Recorded by Rockwell... Actually, Kennedy Gordy, that's his name. (laughs) If the name Gordy sounds familiar, it should. He's the son of Motown founder Barry Gordy. Guess which uh, label released this song? Uh, Sony. No. (laughs) Son, via a relationship with Margaret Norton, Kennedy wrote the song, put the demo together with the help of a Motown producer, Barry Gordy didn't have much faith in his son as an artist, but when he heard the song, he knew that there was a hit, and he agreed to release it. See, there's a little twist to this as to why that agreement took place. If you listen closely to the chorus, there's a certain... It's a familiar voice there. Yeah, a very familiar voice in there. Absolutely. Yeah, a Barry Gordy, actually. Um, that's his... No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Guest vocals by Michael. Oof. And Jermaine. Ah. Jackson. Well, 
Why was that? Why did they were they a part of the song? Rockwell's sister Hazel is married to Jermaine. It ain't it ain't what you know. It's, it's who you know, who you know, and also who you're related to. Who have you been? Who sired you? Uh, because that'll get you anywhere. So. Did you realize Thriller peaked at number four? Did never go number one? I did not know that. I'm actually surprised. Wow. Somebody's watching me went number two, as we said. Wow. But of course, Michael at the time, at that point, had saturated the airwaves, and so this rode the wave. Um, needed just one line, really. Here's why it didn't go to number one. The first week it was uh, at number two... Jump by Van Halen. The second week, it got jumped by Kenny Loggins' Footloose. Jump and Footloose, arguably the the most 80s songs of all time. It just never had a chance. No. No, no, never had an opportunity. Oh. He's Uh, like, are you kidding me? Right? (laughs) He's like, no way. I have Michael Jackson on the song and it didn't do anything. Oh, my God. Have you seen the video to this song? I have. Love it. It is weird. Rockwell. There's a reason why it's weird. Okay, good. Because I want to say this. Shout out to Rockwell. I know you're listening. Um, You are weird. (laughs) And I don't mean that in a mean, picking on you, bullying you way. You are a weird young man. Unique is probably the word that probably bets fits then. No, no, weird. weird. I'm gonna okay. stick and, and weird because weird people know they're weird and they know that I'm not being, I'm not judgmental. Between this and who can it be now by Men at Work, really known <laughs> as the great comedic yes. paranoia songs yes. from the decade. Um, the reason why the video is weird, Francis Delia was the producer of the video. And the director of the video, same guy who directed I Lost on Jeopardy for Weird Al Yankovic. Whoa. Now here's the real trivia piece. Because we talked about In the Air tonight being on the original episode of Miami Vice a few weeks back. Yeah. So was this. No way. Miss You and Girls Just Want to Have Fun were also on it. Miss You by the Stones, which is one of my favorite tracks. So you had... Three bomb tracks and Cindy Lauper <laughs> on the first <laughs> Miami Vice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't resist. <laughs> Coming back, some thoughts on the NFL free agency market opening wide open tomorrow. Couple K Staters with notes. This is the game. Continuing on the game, Troy Coverdale, Dave G with you. Hope you've had a great day. Can't complain about Mother Nature giving us 60 degrees this afternoon before we all blow away again tomorrow with a 73 day. I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'm ready for it. You know, it was crisp today. It was a little it was, cool. But I love that. Early March. Absolutely. You know, it's just so fun. Like, winter still got its hold on us, but it's given way to spring, and then the March Madness comes in, and then normally we got some baseball, but, you know. We've got baseball We've got tonight. a hot stove. 
Oh, We've we, got baseball tonight. We do have baseball. Yeah. You know, the, the purest of baseballs, a little college baseball. Coming up tonight, 5.30 coverage, 6 o'clock for the first pitch from Omaha as the Cats match up with the Mavericks tonight. The NFL circus is well underway. Free agency officially opens tomorrow, so the legal tampering period is underway. Uh, We reported earlier about Byron Pringle likely walking from the Chiefs as they've elected to allow him to test the free agency market after a 42-catch, five-touchdown season including those two scores in the AFC wildcard game. The other cat of mention, the Jets are going to sign D.J. Reed. The cornerback drafted in the fifth round out of K-State will be reunited with Robert Saleh, the defensive coordinator in San Francisco for his first season. That's right, that's right. So, uh, in his first two seasons, in fact. So, uh, the Jets signing him... That'll be a sweetheart deal going there as he goes to New York to play for the Jets. Among the uh, Chiefs-related items today, a person familiar with negotiations say that the Chiefs have agreed to a three-year, $31.5 million contract with uh, Justin Reed, the safety. In the process, it means likely that the Honey Badger is done in Kansas City officially. Justin Reed's a heck of a football player, so, um, you know, that's going to stink. Honey Badger was really an integral part of, of a lot, really a leader on that team, but got to go. 25. That's why. Oh, yeah. Welcome to a uh, not only what have you done for me lately, but what can we afford and how old are you? That's what, league. you know, the, the NFL is obsessed with age. They are obsessed yeah. with it. Yeah. That's why I think it, it stinks for Ty, uh, first Kyler, I, you know. I, I just think a lot of people are going to just that's pass. A, that's a great point. You know, like he he might have the ability to do it, but they are just so obsessed with how old you are. Uh, earlier, the 49ers uh, came to an agreement with former Chiefs cornerback Chavarius Ward on a three-year deal. Reportedly $42 million with 26.7 guaranteed Woo-hoo. to help their defensive backfield. Yeah, boy. And the one that has me just laughing today because of how it played out on social media, who it hurts, and just the general punchline that comes from Colorado and weed. (laughs) A person with knowledge of the deal says the Denver Broncos and defensive end Randy Gregory have agreed on a 70 million five-year contract. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wait. Oh, I, wow. The 29-year-old has had a suspension filled seven years in the NFL. The agreement prevents the Cowboys from keeping one of their top targets in free agency, even though, <laughs> even though they sent out the tweet announcing he was set to resign with them, oh. only to be upstaged by Broncos Twitter 15 minutes later, tweeting out Stephen Colbert, surprise, <laughs> in GIF form. Got him. Apparently, there was a clause in the Cowboys version of the contract to keep him that was related to some salary forfeiture. And according to my guy, Ed Werder, it's only in Cowboys contracts. Sure. No other team in the league utilizes that language. So apparently something in that Gregory and his agent didn't like. And so he signs with Denver where 
you know, okay, drug suspensions can be easily overlooked. See, I thought maybe that the reason that he really did it, other than getting at Jerry Jones, was because someone from Denver got in his ear just before he put pen to paper and said, Psst, you know, weed's legal here. Wait a minute. Maybe I'll, do you want to toke up real quick? Wait, like, yeah. It's okay, you can just move here. It's fine. You know, I, like. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, growing up I, with Dare. It's like, hey, kid, you want to try drugs real quick? Yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sure. Unbelievable. I, I think the best is that, that, that the Cowboys social media got completely smoked on that by the Broncos today, yeah. too. That, that just adding insult to injury. Jerry, hire a young kid to do this social media <laughs> stuff, dude. You're getting smoked out of here, son. Dave G's like king of Twitter roast. Hire I him. Could, there I you go. Do it. Coming back after the top of the hour, some numbers that have your eyes popping out when we discuss them. Yes. Conference payouts. And they're huge by 2029.